When the going gets tough, the tough get frenzied in this episode of <laughs> K is for Kinky, where we're going to talk to you all about frenzy. You just talk about random shit. You're ruining the openings. <laughs> How am I ruining because you don't come in soon enough to save <sighs> me from my ramblings, and then you come in and you criticize my ramblings, and then now here we are. Well, shit. Yeah, you added nothing. <laughs> you just took away. <laughs> now they don't You're even welcome. know what we're talking about. We're talking about frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> just, just stay tuned. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Case for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. As part of the new tradition that I just invented um, without telling Miss Jen, Miss Jen's going to ask me a random question so you can get to know a little bit about me because last time I asked her a random question and so now me. Go. Well, why wouldn't you tell me this ahead of time? I didn't feel it was important. Okay, fine. You ready for a question? Yeah. You sure? Well, yeah. I mean, you're scary a little right now. Yeah, but yes. (laughs) When are you going to write the short story about the queer colony on the moon? I will write it once they announce that they're about to break ground on the colony. (laughs) You have to write it before then. They don't don't know how to do it until you write it. (laughs) Um, There, there's your question. Thank you all for coming here today. As you heard, I have actually mentioned in the past my desire for there to be a queer colony on the moon. Um, Some requests were made that I actually write some sort of a fan fiction about this. And I have taken those questions and those requests very seriously um, by not writing anything for it. <laughs> and Miss Jen is just using this opportunity to um, give you a hard time about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, put me, you put me on the spot, I will put you on the spot right back. And that's what a healthy relationship looks like. <laughs> Which is why you're here, of course, because you are happy to hear two people who clearly have their shit together talking Fabu to you. just reached out and hold my hand. Our cat, Fabu, is on the couch holding Miss Jen's hand. I don't think she's the one that needs emotional support right now, though. I'm the one... <laughs> Who just got heckled, but you asked for it. let's move forward with today's topic, which <laughs> is frenzy. Frenzy. Now, Miss Jen, what is frenzy for the unfrenzied listener? <clears throat> okay, so this is going to be kind of a thing because people hear the words like sub frenzy, dom frenzy, bottom frenzy, top frenzy, frenzy in general. And usually I think anyway, the way I hear people use it is to talk about, you know, when people are either new to the scene, the BDSM scene, or um, have been gone for maybe a while. Uh, This could be seen also like after the pandemic was over, right? And everybody's coming back after a couple of years. Um, And so people typically, I think, use the term to refer to just kind of that initial like, I want to try all the things. Um, I have a little bit of a different definition. So it depends on kind of how you, <laughs> if you want to use my definition or most people's. Um, I, so the typical, like, I'm excited to try all the things. I call that excitement. Um, <laughs> I don't call that frenzy until or unless it gets to a point where somebody is so excited about doing the things from either side of the slash 
that they're doing them in a way that could could words are hard could (laughs) cause harm on you know for themselves or other people um so and we have lots of examples actually that we could probably give of that but i call that let's call our friends out who've had frenzy no even myself i call and you too i have not had frenzy mm, Um, i have an example um put your example yes you want to keep going should this turn into a bratting episode i'm (laughs) just gonna say politely fold your example up put it in the mail and send it to Santa because he's the only one. What did who you cares. have to wear when I first met you for a month? A butt plug. What? <laughs> who told you to do that? <laughs> I thought it was implicit. <laughs> no. What did you have to wear? Um, that's not my fault. I know. I had to well, wear. A heart- it's not your fault. I had to wear a heart monitor. Yeah, but because you were excited to do all the things. That's not no, no. That's and not there ha- was not. No, no, no. I'm not blaming you, but I'm saying like you jumped into a situation without proper negotiation because you didn't know any better because you were brand new. If I had frenzy, I wouldn't have just been hitting on you. I would have hit on all the teachers. Okay, I, I would. If I had, oh if anything, I had frenzy for you. Okay, this is an example. Wild with frenzy for There's you. There's more examples. I have my own personal examples I could give. I will throw myself under the bus. That is Good. okay. You should be we under also ha- I have not been frenzied. I am getting a really scary look <laughs> because I told her she should be under the bus because you went through frenzy and I actually would rem- I would I would say that my entrance into the scene was remarkably like almost blah because I met you so quickly. I didn't do extreme play. I didn't get to go and do those things. If anything, I have frenzy right now because I'm open to poly play. So I'm actually like playing with more people and thinking about it. But I was not frenzied. I, I just I'm just saying you jumped in. You did a thing that you didn't know enough about and you ended up wearing a heart monitor yes, for a month. That's called being foolish. No. Frenzy <laughs> and foolish an are not the same. No, but they, but... they do intersect, though. There is a Venn diagram with frenzy and foolish <laughs> at a very large center. But that's what I'm saying is that when people first get into the scene, and they're jumping into stuff and if they're doing those things in a way that is not super cautious that to me and could do harm to themselves or other people that could be an example of frenzy um any who's it's my point was is that I define it a little bit differently from most people most people use the word frenzy when people are just coming in and they're just so excited to do all the things um, I just like to add that piece of how you're doing those things um, because I just see people's normal definition as just somebody being really excited. But, you know, you can also do that in a paced, responsible way. Um, and that's not with blame. I'm not blaming people for being new. Obviously, if you're new, you don't know the things. But I think that that frenzy will cause people to jump into the things that they may not normally or in a way that they wouldn't normally because of that frenzy are you mad at me about the throwing you under the bus situation you gave me a really scary look i just wanted to clarify for no i already forgot about that the listeners are really worried not me i'm (laughs) fine they're just nervous that we're having a fight we're not having a fight i already forgot about the bus are you sure i thought i saw you take a note no, I'm now in the bus. I'm behind the wheel of the bus. <laughs> am I under it? Or am I the one that's supposed to be driven over? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I thought. 
Um, so as you can hear, even from this brief <laughs> opening and this brief definition, um, lots of people have lots of different thoughts on what frenzy is. Um, I personally feel like frenzy is more defined by the intensity and the amount that you are seeking play, sex, or relationships. Um, I don't think it's defined by a couple of incidences where you may have made some foolish mistakes, but I think if those few incidences start to add up to a pattern, that's when you're really seeing frenzy. If you're new to the scene, I have news for you. You're going to fuck it up. Um, it's just true. Like we all fuck it up. And also people who are not new to the scene, fuck it up. But when you're new, you don't know what the hell is going on. Like you're trying your best. I mean, if you're like me, you do a shit ton of research, you know, but research can't supplement like being on the floor of a dungeon walking around for the first time. Um, in my personal case, as it's been brought up, my, one of my first nights in a dungeon, I had an experienced person come up to me, offer to show me the toys in his bag um, and then pull out a taser and with almost no negotiation, um, I agreed to do it. I was completely ignorant frenzy. of, it's not frenzy. <laughs> I, I was ignorant of norms of risk. Um, and I was kind of just there going, I guess I'll try this. It doesn't seem too painful. I was thinking of pain, but I wasn't thinking of risk. I don't, I don't qualify this frenzy because I didn't then after this experience go and be like, it was fine. I didn't die. Let me zap myself some more. I went to the doctor and got a heart monitor. Um, you know, <laughs> I, you know, there's, you, you, you set me up to make the story sound way worse than it is. Um, if anything, I actually tend to process the story as the person who approached me, who brought out a taser the first time you met a new person in a dungeon shouldn't have probably done that thing. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. And so to me, that's more of a story about, hey, maybe this person shouldn't have done that as opposed to, hey, maybe this new person has frenzy. Um, but at the same time, like, I think the only reason I didn't develop or show patterns of extreme frenzy is because I attached myself to a person very early on. And actually, one might argue, I guess, if you did want to throw me under the bus you're driving right now, <laughs> me jumping into a serious committed relationship quickly with somebody who is well known in the scene was actually pretty risky if you and I had had a breakup early on that would have been really freaking hard for me because I would have suddenly had bad blood with the one person who runs most of the newbie events in Los Angeles you know so I mean it, it that's not what happened but I'm saying like I guess that is a high risk situation to put myself into yeah see so yeah I guess you're right you were my frenzy congratulations <laughs> I love how you're laughing lightheartedly about it. But no, I mean, it did go, it did, it did end up, it did end up going well. Um, but frenzy is something that I think a lot of people go through and it is kind of talked down upon because frenzy often leads to dangerous behavior, which I think is also why Miss Jen is trying to categorize my experience as frenzy because it was risky. Um, I didn't know it was risky. I, I, I didn't take a taser to the freaking chest or anything. I took it to the thigh, but um, I happened to have a irregular heartbeat which I didn't really know and my heart started started palpitating after that experience and that's why the mon heart monitor had to be worn I ended up being okay but the point is the scene is inherently very very risky and even things that seem low risk I don't actually know that tasers seem low risk but um that's besides the point <laughs> things that seem low risk in the scene like rope for instance can actually be very risky so I think it's one of those things where we're all going to put our foot in it sometimes, but how can you tell if you're in frenzy 
Um, and how do you mitigate frenzy? How, do, how does one do that? That would be my question. By the way, frenzy is not kink specific either. Like I've seen frenzy, ha- like I've seen poly frenzy happen um, where people are new to non-monogamy or there's a couple that has decided to open their relationship to non-monogamy. I've seen, you know, one side of a couple like that just jump off the deep end into non-monogamy and kind of uh, <clears throat> ignore their responsibilities. I don't home. have kids. It's fine. Yeah, they exactly. no longer exist. Exactly. I've seen that happen. And, and that's NRE as well. But um but yeah, I mean, it can be, it can be the kink world. It can be, it can be the poly world, um, any new world really. Uh, but I think, you know, the important part of this is we're talking about mostly it being around centered around people who are new to the experience, right? Like I said, it can happen if you've taken a long break or you haven't been able to be involved for a while and you come back cause you're again, just really excited. But under my definition, you're less likely to hit frenzy if you had been around a while and took a break because you'd already had experience. And so, you know, hopefully, uh, the ABCs, right? How to negotiate, how to, you know, research a type of play you want to do, etc. Um, and I'm not saying that if somebody's in frenzy and gets hurt or does something that hurts somebody else, that they're necessarily a horrible person or that we should blame them. Um, A lot of it does happen absolutely because they are new and just don't know any better like you and a taser. Um, (laughs) Just keep coming back to that. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's just be real. If somebody approaches you with a taser, aren't you a little curious? No, (laughs) no, I'm not. (laughs) Well, I was slightly curious and that's fine. And that exactly, you're exactly describing, you know, you're curious about stuff. You want to try all the things. And so you might step into something. This is exactly why one of our first bits of advice to new people is go to classes, do some research, learn as much as you can. And if you're able to date the teacher, because that will really help you learn quicker, better. That's not part of our advice. Come back faster, (laughs) stronger. Oh my God. I think Um, this is good advice. Um, But no, it's not though. We're not advocating that you pick up your teachers. Um, And also typically it's actually not a good thing for teachers to pick up their students, but in our case it was fine. Um, Well, and and five (laughs) years later, um, in, my case, my frenzy came before I was in the public scene. Um, you know, I was coming out of a divorce and I learned about the kink world and I started heading into the online dating world, which I hadn't ever done because when I met my ex-husband, it didn't exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, insert old joke here. Was your baby born in a cave? And were there dinosaurs outside, like, crying and sobbing with excitement to meet your baby? I'm putting the bus in drive right now. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you're putting your little car and your feet are getting ready to run underneath it? You're getting ready? That was a Flintstones joke. Yeah, I know. I know the whole theme song. I'm sure you do. (laughs) Shut up. This is, this is an episode on frenzy that is just loaded with bratting bits that will come in handy for but that episode. Do you enjoy it? Oh, I don't know. Um, oh. I mean, right now, I don't know because I can't reach you. 
So I'm just going to. No, you have that stupid ring on. I'll put it on the inside. I'm giving her my hand to swap so that she gets enjoyment out of this as much as I do. I'll just remember for later. I'll remember for tomorrow night. There you go. Oh, we're playing tomorrow night. That's <laughs> ominous. Wahaha. <laughs> I'll save it. Um, but yeah, so my, my frenzy kind of came beforehand because I, I dove into the online dating world and um, was not as familiar with that was hearing about or experiencing kink without having done a whole lot of research or anything like that. Um, and absolutely had some experiences that I'm not going to get into the details of that fortunately were fine, but could have been dangerous experiences. Right. When I actually stepped into the, public scene and this is why it's my advice and, and it's kind of where I start my story officially getting into the public scene the actual kink community I, I chose the the road of less risk and started going to as many classes as I could go to and munches and meeting people and kind of had a had a restart um, in a way that slowed me down and paced me and educated me and, you know, created positive experiences for the most part. I mean, I feel like I got kind of a, um, a protected version of the scene when I first came in because of you. So you had rules that I had to follow and I wasn't able to just play with anybody. Um, and we were really heavily focused on making protocols and things in our relationship. So a lot of my experience was very like cultivated through you. Um, but I do feel like I'm experiencing not at all frenzy at this time, but I, I understand the feeling behind frenzy because for the first time really in our dynamic, now that we're open to poly play, I'm like, oh my God, I could actually like start to ask people to play like, oh shit. Like it's very exciting. And um, I think the reason I'm still very slow is because I'm very aware of the fact that I'm a brand new top, so I don't have much to offer at this time, and I'm not about to practice on a bunch of innocent people. Like I'm going to specifically None of them practice. Are innocent. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to practice with the person that um, I adore, who's my current play partner, who's bottoming um, for me, and who knows I'm learning. And I may practice on practice bottoms in the future, but until I'm confident, I'm not putting my hands on anybody else. And then as a bottom. I want to experience other people and other tops, but I'm also very like careful about it. Um, I don't know. I'm very careful. It was the thing. I would put you in the category of excited right now, even though you're a newer top, you've been in the scene for five years learning about topping, experiencing bottoming and therefore, you know, being on the other end of topping. Um, bottoming? <laughs> that's a weird way to put that. Is the other end of topping bottoming or is it like... <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? You've received topping. I've bottomed, which, yes. Yes, you've bottomed a lot. Wow. Which is... You've received topping. <laughs> My God. I'm sorry. Uh, um, but you've experienced a lot more and gone to a lot of classes and, you know, you've collected a lot of information and knowledge in the five years you've been in the scene, which you take into your new discovery of topping. I'm like that person who theoretically understands alchemy, but like is in the alchemy building and has the chemicals in front of them for the first time and is like, I might blow my eyebrows off. 
Like, I'm like that person. But I'm my... like, I understand the theories, but when I put these two chemicals together, something horrible smells. But, like, you understand the concepts of negotiation and aftercare and consent and yeah. all of these basic concepts for play that if you were brand new, you may not, right? Let's just hop into getting tased without negotiating, right? So, um,. <laughs> Just gonna keep bringing that up. I was about but to my say, point... look at my dominant coming in clutch for me as a new baby top, like defending me to myself, only to have you heckle me again. Um, but you know, we have we have people that we know that we've known over the years who have experienced frenzy in the way that that I define it. You know, we um we knew a, a new top and a new bottom who decided to play together and the new top was so excited to be topping that they scheduled like four or five scenes at one play party and did not allow for ample time to do aftercare I in between see peter griffin running running from one room to the other and smacking one butt cheek and like just trying to do like five <laughs> no. different scenes simultaneously <laughs> Yeah, but but that's my point. It's like, you know, this person was was putting too much on their plate as a top, not allowing for what a bottom needs. And again, they were new, right? They they just didn't know any better yet because they hadn't spent time learning, going to classes, whatever, um, and were really, really excited to top, which is fine. The frenzy part in my mind comes in because they weren't allowing for that aftercare, they ended up doing some, some harm to at least one of those bottoms that we knew who ended up really dropping and kind of feeling lost for probably a week or two um, because yeah, there wasn't was enough aftercare. Yeah. Rough, yeah. So that was, you know, a new top and a new bottom and harm was done. It wasn't the end of the world harm and they're okay. And we also were there to support them. But that to me is an example of, yes, you can be excited. Yes, you can want to play a lot. And yes, you can be safe while you're playing. But if you're dropping the ball on things like aftercare or negotiating thoroughly, those are pieces that can start to, or those are pieces that can be, you know, kind of fallen by the wayside if somebody is really in that frenzy mode, just wanting to, to do all the things, right? Yeah, I mean, I think an antidote and a little bit of a way for, for frenzy could also be relationship building. And I do not mean sexy time romantic relationship. I mean like relationship in the purest sense of the term. I think if you have a relationship with the people you're playing with, um, you're more inclined to want to know them. You'll have more of an interest in them outside of what they can do to your body. Um, and like whether you be a top or a bottom, I think there's just more trust that can build up. So like if you do fuck it up and like you are a little frenzied or like, let's say this top, like if this top had been closer to the bottom in question, the bottom either might've felt more comfortable or confident saying, Hey, I really need you. Um, or like the top might've been already inclined to contact the bottom more frequently because that would have been established. I'm not saying though that you like have to be in relationship with people that you're playing with. I'm just saying that slowing down enough to actually like get to know these people um, outside of the scene almost automatically can counteract the effects or the downsides of frenzy. Um, I really worry when I see people who I think are in a state of frenzy because, again, to me, I see danger when I see that because I see that frenzy typically is irresponsible. People are more likely to take risks that they wouldn't if they were pausing to think. 
um, and they'll overlook red flags. And I feel like, yeah, that's what I wanted to say about I that. Have, I have another non-play related frenzy that I'm thinking about because um, <clears throat> I just had one yesterday like all you just had a frenzy yesterday no no, i had a message this is my point just let me get my point out i had a message from somebody (laughs) don't be gross um when you get those messages for example as a top and you get a message from a bottom who is sending you a message that you don't know them and they're like i would really love to serve you i would really love to like i just got a message that was about, you know, I would love to be able to come over to your house and just clean for you. I want nothing in return. Uh, and I just, you know, I would mop your floors and clean your windows and da 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 da. Or same thing, you know, I would love to be your slave. I want to worship you and whatever, right? Like you, you get what I'm saying. That to me, because it's usually people who are newer and this particularly the one yesterday was somebody who thankfully admitted that they were new. Um, but this is something that I think also happens when people are in frenzy and are so wanting the dynamic that they've seen in the media. But we see these examples of kink and we start to, um, you know, create this fantasy. And so then people start to reach out to other people who are strangers saying, I want to be this thing for you. And to me, that's frenzy. To me, I come back and and I usually, (laughs) I do my best to, you know, benefit of the doubt. If you're new, I will usually reach back out and say, hey, if you're new, I'm hoping that these words will hit you in a way that you can hear them. And I will typically try to help them kind of see where they could get hurt right if they send these messages out to somebody who wants to take advantage of that um they that could easily happen and i think so it's not just about play it's also about dynamics and you know that fantasy of of like total power exchange or just the whole like master slave kind of stuff you know that people will throw themselves at the feet of somebody they don't even know and that can absolutely be dangerous so you just kind of got me thinking about something that actually is kind of a hot button issue for me and i realized that it's all tied into frenzy so i have met a couple of lifestyle um female dominance who basically have told me to my face that men want to be ordered around um they don't need to be paid for the things that they do you owe them nothing and it's just okay to treat them basically like objects or like lesser humans because that's what they are and they'll cite various examples of men offering to do things exactly like the one that was in the messages sent to you that was sent to you like i want to clean your house for free i don't want anything in return i want to buy you things i want to do this i want to do that um and i always found that to be really off-putting and kind of disconcerting to me that there were people who called themselves dominance who really cherish um categorizing an entire like group of people like basically male submissives based on what i at the time was seeing as outliers um i don't believe for a second that every single male submissive wants to be treated like a lesser human even if that's their fetish Um, And moreover, what really got me thinking just now was, wow, listening to you, my dominant 
got this message from this guy that honestly is actually kind of offensive for multiple reasons. But the biggest one, honestly, is that in your profile, it says, I'm not looking for anybody. I am in a committed relationship that is closed at this time to DS. It wasn't on that profile. Oh, they got you in the other one? Yeah. Regardless, it should be on both. (laughs) Maybe it is. I don't remember. Anyways, (laughs) the point is, it is not acceptable or like good behavior to randomly message somebody on FetLife that you don't personally know, petitioning to be in service to them, especially if their profile says, I'm not available for service. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my dominant soul replied with a lot of grace. And I don't always manage to be graceful um, with people who are D-types who are trying to pick me up in my DMs because I get really irritated because I clearly say in my profile. Um, (laughs) I'm not always very gracious depending on the type of message, the type of message that I'm getting. Um, but the point is my dominant reacted really kindly to this obviously new person and tried to steer them right. And that's kind of what got me clicking in my head just now of all respectful humans, especially dominance, should be trying to steer people away from frenzy and not capitalizing on frenzy. And that's what I think really at the core is at the core of what bothers me so much about hearing somebody talk about all male submissives as if they're all in this state of constant frenzy and have no needs of their own people who are in frenzy are still people and frenzy doesn't last forever. Like underneath frenzy is a desire to have connection and a desire to experience things. And if you're somebody who waits around for people who are in frenzy so that you can get their money or so that you can like get a free house cleaning and that doesn't bother you and you don't care about like helping those people, um, That says a lot about you. I want to jump in here because I also did not, in my message to this person, did not want to kink shame. And I made it very clear that if your thing is to go and clean for a female dominant with nothing in return, like that is okay. That is 100% okay. And if that's what's negotiated between, between you and another person, that's fantastic. My addition to that was as long as it's somebody, hopefully that you respect is that person is that dominant somebody that is worthy of that service because that is service that should be appreciated yeah I mean and again like people have personhood and even somebody who is struggling doesn't deserve to be taken advantage of and I guess I can also tie this away into and move away from sorry I can also tie this into the way that a lot of d-types will prey on newbies you know we usually talk about this from that context of D-type experienced preying on newbie inexperienced. But it's not just that the newbie is inexperienced. They're probably in a state of frenzy, which is also basically an altered headspace. Like straight up, it's sort of like being in love for the first time. Like you don't see straight. You know, you are all over the place when when you're having NRE. And I think frenzy is like, what is it, FRE? Frenzy relationship energy? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But the point is... That when somebody's in a state of frenzy, what they need is to be able to slow down and like experience process and analyze the world around them a little bit better just so that they can mitigate risk basically. But yeah, I guess I'm using this part of the podcast to give a shout out to anybody who um, takes advantage of people who are in frenzy, who um, belittles people who are in frenzy or basically who... um, yeah, it's just shitty and maybe miscategorizes an entire subsection of people in the scene based on their experiences with people who are in frenzy that they've encountered. 
And that's the episode. We're done. <laughs> Did you know that all of our episodes are listed in a handy dandy place called the K is for Kinky website? <laughs> At this time, it's being hosted through the lovely Captivate. Um, so if you want to find all of our episodes online for some reason and not via your podcast app, which is probably how most of you are listening, you can check us out at the following address. So it's K is for kinky dot captivate dot FM. I also want to take a chance to go ahead and advertise um, something because even though we're not being paid to do it, I'm hoping that if we insert the advertisement, they'll pick us up. So I'm going to do it in the reverse free advertisement. Coca-Cola Zero, you get me through the day. <laughs> I really I- I appreciate Coke Zero. Coke Zero is for kinksters <laughs> and vanilla not, people alike. They're not... Uh, Go what? ahead and crack open a Coke Zero today. See Coca-Cola, if you would just pick us up, that's the type of advertisement you could have <laughs> here at K's for Kinky. And we just reached all of our listeners with that. So call me. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors, including Coca-Cola, so I just want to make that very clear. Yes, no, 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 we're not actually sponsored sponsored <laughs> by them. Um, I just wish we were. So there I thought go. if we gave a free advertisement, <laughs> they would they would sponsor us. You think so they're going to get this? I think somebody at Coca-Cola <laughs> is going to sit down at the end of the day and plug in case for Kinky and go, holy shit, it's a demographic <laughs> I never thought to advertise to. Kinksters everywhere drinking Coke Zero. Boom. Great for aftercare. Great for aftercare. <laughs> And they can put a little handcuff on the on the can. Yeah, I see that happening. A, a can cuff. Oh, boy. I want this now. Why don't we get back to the episode? Uh, <laughs> fine. We have a YouTube video where I talk about, I think it's a kink shrink, where I talk about finding your dom, finding your sub, right? And I talk about how people ask me this question all the time of how do I find a play partner, etc. And they never like my answer because my answer, you know, like I say in the video, is... It's very Yoda-esque. Like, yeah. you won't find your partner. Your partner will Until find you... Until you find yourself. When you are ready for it. But only time will tell. No, but this person, you know, asked me this question. And my answer was, one, what are you interested in? Like, what is the type of play that you really find curls your toes, right? And for them it was flogging and so my advice was okay don't focus on finding a play partner focus on like flogging focus on practicing flogging and get really good at flogging Um, along with other things that's fine I said but once you get really good at that I said trust me the scene is like a small high school in a small town and that can be bad, but it can also be good because if you're good at what you do or the type of play you do, that will also get around, right? People will also talk about that. And as you start to play with people, um, hopefully you'll gain a positive reputation. And sure enough, thankfully, I mean, he took the advice not all people will take the advice I give, but he took it and really honed that skill um, and ended up, you know, not having any trouble finding people to play with. Um, I, I think that, you know, focusing in, in those directions in sort of slowing down and pacing yourself um, you know, another new top came to me one time and was like, oh my gosh, Jen, I, 
had the scene and it was great and I did this and I did this and I and he like listed all these things that they had done during the scene and their question was what other ideas do you have that I could do when we play again um and at first I got caught up in <laughs> in the idea and was like oh you could do this you could do that and I immediately stopped and because, again, they were a newer top. And I said, you know what? I said, you know, I'm going to challenge you the next time you play. Don't use anything. Use your hands. Like use, you know, don't use any implements like, you know, toys. Just focus on the connection between you and the bottom. Just focus on exchanging that energy and being in that moment. Um and I think that, you know, and it ended up being really good for both of them. Um, but I think that's an important thing to keep in mind is if you feel like you're in this sort of fast pace of trying all the things to just kind of take a breath, to just take a breath and focus in on, okay, do I, you know, do I want to practice something a little bit more? Do I want to really hone my skills in this direction? Do I want to slow down a little bit and focus on the human being that's in front of me rather than building up my toy bag? Um, and, you know, I, I think that that can really help when you feel like you're sort of stumbling into this place of frenzy. <laughs> Pausing to give you a moment. You look like you have something to say, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about frenzy because it's not something that I feel I've ever personally experienced very much. And I identify times in my life with frenzy where I was a lot younger and not about kink, but more so about like relationships. Like I feel like my first serious relationship, I kind of got into in a frenzy. I feel like the impact frenzy has had on my life has not been healthy and while we joked in the beginning that you were a form of frenzy for me, I actually don't really think that that's true because dating you in the beginning was not easy um, because of your relationship with your ex and the fact that he was still in the picture and I was also trying to navigate that. And that was a really actually hard time. The first month of our relationship, the first three months really were not easy and I didn't stay because I was in a state of, you know, frenzy where I was seeking something in that sense, I stayed because I was willing to commit and see through something um, because I thought there may be value in it. And I guessed correctly, but that's not frenzy. If anything, that's patience and um, faith in the unknown, you know. Um, but other times in my life, I've made some stupid ass decisions. Like one time I really wanted pizza. So I ordered <laughs> pizza in college <laughs> And I was walking in the rain and the pizza guy drove up and I was literally, literally two minutes from my dorm. And he said, do you want to ride to your dorm? And I thought, sure, you're a pizza guy. That means you must be safe. And I got in his car. I got in the pizza guy's car and he could have driven off with me anywhere. And he drove me to my dorm and it was fine. But I remember in that moment being like, I really wanted that pizza and I really wanted out of the rain. And that's kind of what I think about frenzy. Frenzy is. <laughs> I wouldn't call that frenzy, but I think the concept is there. I'm going to apply it to frenzy <laughs> as in 
When you're in frenzy, you're basically a college student walking in the rain who really wants her pizza and a guy rolls up in a car and says, <laughs> want a ride? Like, and you, you know, I would invite everyone to pause before getting into the pizza guy's car. Well, because, it's that sole focus with blinders on. Well, and it's also like, yeah, like in this particular case, I made it to my dorm and I had a pizza. So everybody was happy. But it could have ended very differently. And that's kind of the point with frenzy is like it's not guaranteed if you're doing frenzy stuff and if you're like not being careful, it's not guaranteed that you're going to have a bad time. And I think the reality is like probably like 50 to 60 percent of kinksters who go through frenzy are totally fine. Um, I am guessing really low on that number because I also have heard a lot of stories of newbies who have terrible times and leave the scene for five years and then come back. Or never. Or never, yeah. And, like, I think frenzy, it's, we can be lighthearted about it and be like, oh, it's not a big deal because everyone goes through it. But it is a big deal. It is a big deal if you're walking in the rain, you you want the pizza, and the guy rolls up in the car, and you pause, um, and you think to yourself, what are the risks? It's a big deal if you miss out on that pause, you don't think about the risks, and you just do something. Um, And that's kind of, I guess, my only point that I want to make on this whole episode besides the one I made earlier about not taking advantage of people in frenzy, um, is if you are finding yourself in a state where you are just taking unnecessary risks, even if you're gambling and you're pretty sure you'll be fine, is it worth the gamble? And there might not even be a gamble in front of you. It might just be a pure blind spot. Like you have no idea, right? Like the example I gave earlier of not doing enough aftercare that top just really had no clue that that was a thing. And, you know, I, I could give an example of when I did that, too, but I won't. So, yeah. You just did. But in- now indirectly. I want. Well, no, no, no. My own personal experience that oh. I talk about in one of my classes. But I'm now um, distracted because now I want pizza. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> raining, so everyone should be fine. But the point is, um, really look at yourself and look at your behavior because it's okay to experience frenzy in the same way that it's okay to have emotions. Like your emotions are valid. Your frenzy is valid. If you get hurt or if you hurt somebody because of frenzy, that's going to be a mistake that you're going to have to navigate and possibly live with depending on the severity of what happens. So slow down, just slow down a little bit. Everything is still going to be here for you. Somebody who is pressuring you and telling you that there's a time limit on their interest in you is not there for you. Um, the yeah, scene has okay been to here. Pace yourself. Yeah, the scene has been here for a very long time. It'll be here for a very long time. And there's no harm in waiting. And if you meet somebody and you think they seem cool, but you're not 100% certain, tell them that you'll call them on the phone and make plans to see them again later and vet them. Like, just... Honestly, like, demonstrate a little more um, caution if you find yourself in frenzy than you feel like you should have to. Demonstrate a little more caution because that could be the difference for you between um, being able to stay in the scene and having a good time and having a really fucking bad experience. Um, So that's my PSA on frenzy. Really appreciate y'all stopping by and listening to this episode today. Um... Go have some pizza. Go have some pizza. At the end of this, have a Coke Zero. Um, <laughs> lol. Um, I have high hopes for this channel, man. Maybe I mean, you know, high hopes that we're going to be picked up. I mean, yeah, the, the podcast channel. Okay. 
is is I, it a channel? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, y'all. I sometimes get confused between podcast language and YouTube language because we did YouTube for so long it's poorly true. and with almost no one watching. But <laughs> we didn't still, do it poorly. We just are up against all odds of it taking off well, anywhere. I mean, also like we we we're not professional looking, but we're cute. We're cute. Okay, and you know what else wasn't professional looking was America's Funniest Home Videos, and that did great. So we are fine. I love that. That's what you're comparing us to. Yes, our YouTube channel. Like a bunch Ameri- of jokes. America's Funniest Home Videos. People um, falling off ladders. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's us. Actually, Miss Jen does have a difficult time on ladders. Okay, so we're not going into that right now. We'll talk about it in another episode <laughs> for sure. But um, thank you so much for listening today. And we'll see you next time on K is for Kinky. Bye. <laughs> Hit the button. You hurt my head. 